up your hands, family, before the Lord, and just pray together. Lord, lift up your hands to the Lord. We want to be totally unavailable to the demonic because when we are under the blood, they have no access to us. We pray, Father, that you refuse with us. When we choose to refuse with ourselves, we pray that you cover us, you keep us under. To the extent that we pray from under the blood, and we sing from under the blood, and we conduct ourselves from under the blood, and we do what we do from under the blood, when the accuser of the brethren comes with accusations, with his charge sheet that is meant to accuse us and condemn us, let the blood speak on our behalf. For Hebrews 12, 24, the Bible says the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. We are here in this place. We are so aware that without you we can do nothing. We are so aware that if your presence would be taken away from us, we are worse than what people think we are. One moment away from God, we deteriorate into a state unimaginable. And so, Father, we pray that by your grace you preserve us, you keep us. The stench of sin, the smell of sin on our lives that which the enemy smells and he traces, which is in our very DNA, in our very cells. Oh, Father, we pray that it be blotted out by the power of the blood of your son, the blood of Jesus. We come at the foot of the cross and we stand as it were under the very body, the bleeding and dripping body of Jesus, like that Roman soldier, when the blood fell in his eye, the Bible says he began, something happened that was so profound in his life. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, that even as we stand at the foot of the cross, let us hear you like we have never had you before. Oh God, we pray. In the name of Jesus, for the mind is in the way. The mind is in the way. Our experience is in the way. Our background is in the way. Theology is in the way. Our level of education is in the way. All the philosophies and ideologies we have come to know, they stand in the way. But today, Father, we present ourselves 
before your throne. We pray that you give us an ear to hear, an eye to see, a heart to receive, and a mind to perceive. In Jesus' name, and the people of God said, Amen. Hallelujah. You can continue to pray, uh, play, Lunga. You may be seated, Barcelona. Just continue to, to pray. I welcome you, family, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Kingdom Embassy House. Amen. So I am trusting God. We are going to focus on uh, the Passover as much as we, you and I, celebrate it on Friday. But you will realize that as we go through the, the message this afternoon, in the spirit, it has already happened. <laughs> We're in the process of it already, according to the calendar of heaven. And so well, I want us to talk about Jesus, our Passover, but I don't know how much of that I will get to talk about because as I was getting ready and just preparing the message and the Lord began to show me certain things in Exodus 12, 2. I think Mom G will then on Wednesday begin to get into Passover proper because there are things I want to show you in the Bible this afternoon concerning what God is saying. So we welcome us along who are joining us on Zoom and Facebook. Want to thank you for being with us and we pray that God blesses you. Amen. I want us to go in our Bibles in the book of Exodus chapter 12. We're going to read from verse number 1 to verse number 14 in the book of Exodus 12. 1 to 14. When you get there, say amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Now, according to the writings of Moses, in what he calls the Pentateuch, the five first books, they dealt with the Torah. That book, the Exodus, begins to give us a, a revelation of what we are dealing with. We begin to understand exactly what God wanted them to do and the reason why he said, this shall be an everlasting ordinance to all of you. So it says in Exodus chapter 12 from verse 1, now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Now, I'm going to continue with this passage, but most of what I'm going to address with you this afternoon is based on that particular verse. Because as God, when God said to them, this month shall be your, your beginning of months. He is immediately excluding the rest of the nations. He's cutting them off. One statement, what you and I refer to as the Gentile nations, God makes a distinction between those who are his and those who belong to other gods. So he says, 
This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Irrespective of what everybody else calls first. You call this first. So when he says that there is a, a divide. Because he's saying that knowing what he wants to do within the time frame he's going to give to them. But let's carry on verse 3. Verse 3 then says, speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying on the 10th of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you must take it from the ship of the first goat, or from the goats, he says. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two, dop uh, the two doposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water but roasted in fire its head with its legs and its entrails. Let's just go, let's do about four more verses, then we are done. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your stuff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. Amen. Now, Father, thank you for the reading of your word in Jesus' name. The people of God said, Amen. Now, I want us to then focus on what you and I have been raised, the tradition. African Congregational Church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. UCC. Amen. Powerful people. Methodist. Presbyterian. Song. Uh, song engine. We gather on a given year to celebrate what we have come to know as Passover. You and I grew up knowing it as Easter. Now certain people have a a problem with the word Easter because of what it, where it comes where it, where it comes from where it came from Easter 
we have come to know that this actually is the Passover. It's called the Pasika. I found that I kama lesi hepero li yafana ni kama lesizo little fan because in Hebrew it's Pesach. It's Pesach. Pesach. Amen. So what is this we have been celebrating? What grieves my heart and it grieves the heart of the Holy Spirit more than you can ever imagine. That the Gentile church, as much as through the blood of Jesus, we uh, the Bible says we have now become of the household of faith. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, um, female, male, and all that. But because of what we do, as much as the blood of Jesus has made two one, because of what we do, we create a distinction once again and we separate ourselves as Gentile because of the manner in which we do certain things. Now, Ipasiga is one of those things. As much as in the spirit, in principle, no Gentile church and no Jewish church is the bride of Christ, it's the church of Jesus. At the foot of the cross, the playing fields are leveled and all becomes one. There is no rich, there is no poor, there is no educated, there is no uneducated. All men are one. Then once we leave the cross, and the cross is behind us, the manner of our lives either consolidates the principle in the spirit, which says you are now not a Gentile, or it again begins to bring a distinction the manner of my life, how I conduct my affairs. In the spirit, I am no longer a Gentile, but there is a possibility that I might conduct myself in a manner befitting of a Gentile. I might even conduct in a manner that it fits that what a Gentile would do so it is a, a commemoration, the celebration. It is a festival. It is a feast. It's a memorial. Now, God sits in heaven because he told them in Exodus 12 exactly how was supposed to be celebrated and remembered. I grew up in a culture, in a church set up, where Amapasiga were dominated by the menu that the people were supposed to be served. The planning itself, the money that goes into the putting up of structures to ensure that the Pasiga Three quarters of everything is basically revolves around the program, the catering of, of the power, which is fine because when they come, we need to take care of them. But because we had no revelation of what this was about, even the three days that we 
we come together friday saturday and sunday and when we do what we do even that is not even done properly because while and somebody begins to they get up and they, they they leave the service because there is something that is missing there is something that is missing that alone can begin to destabilize the whole conference if the logistics of ipasika are not done such that ama guest a to they feel welcome which they must because we people of excellence but because we didn't understand and we still don't do and that's what i'm going to dwell on today because the lord said there must be an alignment the church needs to be born again so it's called a commemoration celebration remembering a memorial a feast now two things two reasons why that was celebrated number one as you know according to that passage of scripture which i read the hebrews liberation from egypt they celebrated the the liberation of the hebrew nation the jewish people from the hands of pharaoh from the clashes of chains of pharaoh in egypt and god set them free with a mighty hand and that pharaoh let them go and they celebrate that and god said i wanted to celebrate that i wanted to take that seriously that every every dispensation in the earth a thousand years from now two thousand years from now i want you to celebrate the fact and you always remember bring it into memory what god did when you bring into memory what god did because what god did they didn't only just save them but he also judged the gods the gods must be reminded every year that they were collapsed they were humiliated they were embarrassed remind them gods remind them let them know let them never forget the principalities and powers in the heavenly places there must be a church in the earth that needs to celebrate passover properly because it's not just about a, a us gathering and having a beautiful program there's a spiritual dimension to it there are principalities they are gods that must be reminded properly that the hand of god was so mighty and the same hand that was mighty then it is still mighty today the god that collapsed them then he is still able to collapse them today the same god who split the red sea open and the bible says the armies of pharaoh they drowned that same mighty hand they must know that there is a church in the earth that refuses to forget what god did through the passover there is a church that refuses to forget they will not forget they will not forget we choose not to forget so whether they like it or not we shall remind them say commemoration amen
to celebration. Not only celebrating their deliverance, but celebrating the fact that the gods were judged because those 10 plagues, that's a different teaching, was directed at a god. Every plague was directed to a, it dealt with a god. It humiliated a god. All these fleas and everything else was a god. Actually, he looks like a like like in Pokemon. There's all these flies everywhere. People are irritated. So when you show them that god of Pokemon, they're like, "Wow!" So he humiliated them. The second thing, the passing over of death or the passing over. I hope you know where the word Passover comes from. Because Passover, it means the passing over. So they celebrated, number one, the Hebrews liberation from Egypt. Number two, the passing over of death. In other words, we are celebrating the fact that on this particular day, the spirit of death was not given a landing strip. It did not land. They wanted to land upon the people of God. But because of the blood, or because of the blood, the blood is powerful. Because the blood denies the enemy a landing. So I says, when I see the blood, I will pass over. When I see the blood, I will pass over. Do not neglect the sprinkling of the blood upon your life every single day. Do not neglect the sprinkling of the blood upon your spirit, upon your soul, upon your body, upon your children, upon your house, upon your car. Upon everything that has to deal with you, upon your name, upon your signature, and everywhere your signature appears in the Republic of South Africa. Because the blood of Jesus speaks. Can I have? I have my. Amen. Thank you. So come with me, family. Just tread with me slowly because we, we want to be sure that we know exactly what we are talking about. So, it was a national festival, national fest, a national event. So, it was not, it was not synagogue or, or church based like it is the case with us for them number one it was family oriented so every family in the nation they didn't they didn't go to church or to synagogue to celebrate it they came from the atmosphere of of, of Pasach in their own houses every house there was blood speaking for every family. Tina, we come. See how we calendar. Then we we ring. Usu kuti galol suku siya ya siyoshangana. 
And after the three days, another item on the agenda and the calendar of the church is this. We're done. We'll see this thing next year. For them, everything shut down. The whole system is national. They celebrate everything in the atmosphere. Speaks. It says on this day, God, the creator, had great victory. And everything knows in the spirit realm. So, when is it celebrated? I guess Then I'm going to go to verse 2. When? When do we celebrate the Passover? Now, I cannot answer that question without referring you back to Exodus uh, 12. Too. So, let me read that verse to your family. It says, this month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Now we're going to address a few very important things for the church in 2021. Because there are things that if we do not do, we are... We, we will always be in the back foot. And there are things that shall not happen because principalities and powers, they wait for a church that is well aligned. And I'm going to touch on that just, just now. So the Bible says, it tells them, this month, out of this month, this month shall be your beginning. In other words, what he's telling them there, he says, I want you to begin differently. I want you to begin differently. When he says that, family, he's saying to them, I want you to operate outside the timeline or calendar of Gentile nations. I want you to operate outside the timeline outside the calendar of Gentile nations, but inside the time of heaven. When God spoke, verse 2, as Moses wrote that down, there was already a timeline. There was already some form of calendar in the earth. But God says, I want you to define yourselves outside of the rest of the nations now there's a reason why he tells them to do so he aligned their calendar with the activities and position of the moon he saying the things that i want to do through you in the earth they will be done at specific ordained times and seasons. They are not haphazard or arbitrary. Now, the timeline and the system in which you live, you will miss certain things because there are seasons where portals in heaven are opened. 
according to the clock of God, there are particular feasts, there are particular activities that are scheduled, out scheduled in the spirit according to the timeline of God. That if you are not aligned with those, you may find yourself binding and loosing, but you are doing, they are, you find yourself sowing something, but you are sowing in the wrong season. There are things you will be doing which are right things to do, but you are doing them at the wrong time because every season in the spirit, there are specific things that do happen in those seasons. It seems as if even the angels in heaven, they know that if it is Purim or it is whatever season it is, according to the system, the kingdom of heaven, these things should be released into the earth realm. And there must be people in the earth who are aligned with what we are doing, who are in sync, who are connected, who understand times, who understand seasons, so that when God begins to release and he begins to declare, he finds a people already standing in their position at the right time, in the right month, in the right week, at a specific moment when those windows and portals begin to happen, they are there. Hallelujah. So God wanted them to celebrate particular feasts and festivals at appointed times. Appointed times. The busyness of the world system would cause them to miss out when windows in heaven are opened and angels are active and things begin to move. When they're supposed to be aligned with God, they'll be celebrating some some festival linked to some funny God. And then they miss out on the things God wants to release into their lives. So the Hebrews family had to learn, listen to me, the Hebrews had to learn astrology. They had to understand the science of the moon and understand the activities of the moon understand the positionings of the moon so that they did not miss the appointed times that God has set. Now, if there are people who understand that are witches and they are satanists at particular moments when the moon is positioned in a particular way on a particular day, on a specific hour, you find them positioning themselves and investing something in their kingdom because they know that that's the window. When the spirit realm is open and there are things that are going to, there are transactions. There are things, family, listen to me. Sometimes we fight so hard. If you are praying for a breakthrough outside a particular season. You work so hard, but there are moments when portals are open that if you find yourself at that particular time, 
it just flows because it's it's the it's the ordained time for that thing to happen we find ourselves laboring we find ourselves working our heads off because we are misaligned we are overworked until we realize that god has always wanted to do these transactions in the spirit but he wanted us to be at the right place at the right time spiritually and i'm going to explain to you because you're working with two calendars it's gregorian which is what we do and there's this ecclesiastical one that's the spiritual hebrewic one that we're dealing with here but everything that god did he caused them out in hebrew let me leave that we are to walk with him and be found to be where he wants us to be at a particular point in time i don't know whether that was god's strategy just to bless his people alone he says there are things in front of me example but just you you are going to benefit from this because i wanted to align yourselves even your months will be different your timeline will be different because i'm going to show up at particular moments when the world is busy doing one thing i wanted to position yourself and celebrate this particular festival because in this particular festival every system in the heavens is positioned to move in your direction hallelujah i wanted to know family as well ogoti in the according to the culture of the jews Yom Kinyanga every month carries a sense of purpose and destiny. Tina, we, we were born into something. This this um, solar calendar. They're using lunar. We use solar. We have January. We just go into February. It's, it's purposeless. This culture every month. carries with it a sense of purpose and a sense of the so for a jewish person purpose and destiny is not only driven from within the very system the very culture are purpose driven because in yangiashuti as a nation this month this is the area of focus this is what we must focus on as a nation pray towards this this is what god is looking at pray towards this move your family in this direction the very system is saturated with a sense of destiny and purpose so such that even if usa struggling shalanga phakathi you're trying to find yourself they are so blessed family that's how god set them up even if you are struggling in the path to find your your orientation the system will assist you because inyangi yashukuthi sifokasa kuphi 
by the time there's a revelation personally, his system is even as a family. So you find that in their culture, there's a sense of destiny and there's a sense of purpose because they are wired that way, culturally, not even religiously, culturally. For a Jewish person, purpose and destiny is not driven only from here. Our system, we Oh, Father. Everything that you, you and I were born into, it is set up such that we don't fulfill purpose. Everything, everything, everything in our lives is such that there must be a delay. There must be a detour. We never get to fulfill destiny as God had preordained for us. The system is rigged to make sure that we never make it. To make sure that we miss God. We never, we never get to understand anything. We live in a 4 to 9 to 4 bubble. You get up in the morning, you go to work. The system gets you busy. Gets you busy. You come back home. You are tired. You can do that for, the, for, for 40 years. We, we live in this 4 to nine to four bubble and we just we don't know what's going on anywhere else on sunday we come to church but already i'm thinking about it's work tomorrow the church mustn't be too long it's the system it's the system it's tiring it's tiring it's tiring you never get to pray you never get to fast we're tired we're laboring, laboring out of the system. So God said on the 10th of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb. You see, God says on the 10th of this month. It doesn't say on the 11th. It doesn't say on the 9th. It doesn't say on the 12th. It says on the 10th. And that is scheduled in heaven. And everybody must align themselves with that which he has declared. The month has a purpose. The first month he calls it Nisan. Out Nisan. It's the first month. Our first month in our system is called January. He says, don't walk according to that. I want you to begin differently. You shall begin in Nisan. I want you to begin in Nisan. So according to God's calendar, the lamb would have been slaughtered. Yesterday. According to our calendar. 
Umsara Umsaraba Umsara too. But according to heaven, now let me just tell you something, Bazalwan. No, come with me. You see, in the spirit, there is one day in which the lamb is slaughtered, not day after or day before. There is one day that is scheduled. There is one day in which the, the slaughtering of the lamb is celebrated. It's one day. According to their calendar, God's calendar, it was yesterday, Saturday, yesterday. We can celebrate it, but are we celebrating it at the right time, at the ordained time? This is where the alignment has to come. Because you and I are preoccupied with celebrating it, but are we celebrating it at the appointed time where God said, you shall celebrate I come with me, family. Come with me. Come with me. So, it's cut and dry. He really, he really expects certain things to be done on a particular day, particular moment. I see my numbers 28, verse 16 to 17. Numbers 28, Unumeri, Joshua, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Angit Bazalwan, Amen. Ibanda Elazi, Pipel. So let's go to Numbers 28. I want us to read verses 16 and 17, then we just, uh, we just leave that chapter alone. Now, verse 16, if I can get to see it, it says, On the 14th day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord. It says, on the 14th day, not on the 13th, not on the 16th. So heaven sets itself up for the 14th. On the 14th day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord. 17 says, and on the 15th day of this month is the feast for unleavened bread. Everything in the spirit is set. We enjoy celebration, but we ignore when the time at which that's supposed to happen. That's where the misalignment is. So God is bringing us, is bringing us to a place where the Gentile church must begin to operate within God's timeline because we are misaligned, out we are misaligned. We are misaligned. misaligned way to has devastating effects. It's so powerful. If we can begin to go into that family to understand why they even gave us these months 
January, maybe I'm going to cover that. What, what is January? What does that mean? What is February? What is John? And then the church is preoccupied with this calendar. And then we miss out on divine moments in the spirit. So there is an alignment that needs to happen within the church with regards to time. Number one, we need to know what time it is according to God. We understand that now in the system that we operate in, it, we are in the month of March. It's almost April. And we can't do anything about that because it's the system in which we were born. But spiritually, spiritually, we need to operate according to God's time so that we can begin to benefit and begin to access and engage with activities in the spirit that God wants us to engage with. In the absence of such an alignment will be a church without teeth, a church that just does so much, but will never reach the epitome, the climax, the zenith of who were created to be and to do in the earth. There are things, there are levels and dimensions that we will only reach once we align ourselves with God's time, spiritually speaking. Say hallelujah. When you hear them talking about Yom Kippur, what is Yom Kippur? No, see, we are going to the things which God established in the spirit. Now, he used a particular nation to steward those things and to be an example in the earth of what happens when a human being partners with heaven and we align ourselves with the timeline of heaven, with the culture of heaven, with the activities of heaven. He used them to be a demonstration, a microcosm of what could happen if the nations of the earth could align themselves with God. What are the possibilities that mankind can begin to see if we would, we would choose to align. They are only an example, out example, because they are more than that. But for the purpose of this message, I wanted to understand so that you don't look at what they do as just God is calling us to a place of alignment. Because I know we know who's in Konzwen, we understand the scriptures, we know what faith is, we know what baptism is, we know these things in the Bible, but we are misaligned. There are things that are not happening. There are things we cannot shift and move because we are misaligned. Out, we are misaligned. Now we are misaligned, family. So we need to know what time it is. What is God calling us to do spiritually? Which portals are opening in heaven? Which windows are opening? What do they demand of me? 
What must I do to connect with that which God, he calls them festivals and feasts. I want you to engage in those because there are specific things I want to do through and in you. If you choose to align out the alignment. The second thing, family, we need to understand what are God-ordained activities for that particular month? Number one, we need to know what time it is. What are the activities that are connected to the... Because everything in, in God's calendar, every month is purpose and destiny driven. We're not just loitering and just, 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 just floating. There is a sense of purpose. That's why they would move from one festival to the next festival. Because by the end of the timeline and calendar, God wants them to have achieved something. A sense of purpose and a sense of destiny. Hallelujah. So, he gives them these seven feasts. The first one is what we, we're celebrating we are celebrating on, in, 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 on Friday, is it? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's Passover. But we need to know which month according to his calendar. Because in that particular month, on that particular specific day, this is why he said families. Because even if the system, a God is amazingly smart. Because if, if the system works against you such that they don't even allow you to congregate. But families can still celebrate because no one can come into your house and tell you not to celebrate what God said you must celebrate. This is why it was family oriented. So families, we're going to share those things with you. When? Is heaven ready to receive a thank you from a family for the fact that God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross? What is a particular day where God sits on the throne? Everybody, the council of heaven, the elders sit on this particular day. We can do that all year long, of course. But there's this ordained time where all of heaven waits for the voice from a, from a Kabashi family that specifically begins to thank heaven for Jesus dying on the cross who is our Passover. Yes, So this is why... Families must be restored. This is why there's something called Family Friday. Because as long as families are strong, there are things that shall be established. Even if the system begins to work and they conspire against the church collective. But there are things that shall be sustained because families are strong. Families shall continue to do the things God wants us to do as families. This is why a church with strong families, if lend up to a lend to a COVID, these levels, my lockdown, a church that has strong families, umza they don't come back having 
backsliding into the world because umdeni fire remains in the house fire remains in the house even if the government says keep them away for three months keep them away for five months keep them away for six months until none of them return dismantle the church because it is arising as a powerful force to reckon with but families because families are strong they shall be able when we are called back into our churches we are more powerful we are more we are stronger than ever before because while we were in our houses we were having church we were praying we were fasting we were coming together as a family to read the word and to worship god so he passed over was family oriented so he gives them that he says i want you to to celebrate pesach number 2 is something called a feast of unleavened bread mom j will explain those things to you number 3 there is something called fest of fest fruits now when these festivals are declared in heaven they carry their own identity there certain requirements there such certain positioning of a believer there are certain things that even angels know that if you do that the gates are just open for somebody just to obey and abide by and comply with what the season and the festival requires and then things begin to flow then there is a pentecost it's a festival it's a feast he told them i want to celebrate it it's called shafut in hebrew there's feast of trumpets it's called rosh hashana we will explain what what each of those things mean because kingdom embassy house i will tell you now we are going to begin to align ourselves very strongly we will never be jews one thing i don't want to do is to be is to be jewish you are you're not going to see me wearing those i don't even know what it's called what do you call this thing that we people wear shawl shawl <laughs> see you see you see for me it's in the spirit it's not the paraphernalia it's not the uniform it's in the it's revelation i don't desire to be jewish but i desire to go back to the ancient ways the ancient ways to unstop the wells that were once there and flowing but the system of the world and came and they created religion out of it including the jews themselves but we want to begin to connect with the things of the spirit things from eternity because we are eternal beings as a church we need to go back home as a church we need to go back to our origin where we began and begin to connect with god at that level in jesus name number 6 there is a day of atonement it's called yom kippur oti yom kippur i like how that sounds it's yom kippur Amen. It's a powerful feast that God's people need to understand what it is and begin to connect with it. Kungabo ukuthi onyakeni intesi yazi u New Year's Eve. No New Year and all of you on the first 
you go for that mass baptism. All one, with water spirits, and they baptize all of you to mass and masses. All of you baptize that is on the same day. That's another same one, that one. So you go for that baptism. And then the, another thing we know, I don't know what else we know. You know, we know I'm an Easter. All we know about my Easter that is our preoccupation we have no idea with regards to isambulo sepasika Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. Now, each of these, they need a teaching or a series of teachings in terms of how is the church supposed to pos position? How are we supposed to position ourselves so that we are aligned with heaven? The last one he gave, he gave them is the Feast of Tabernacles. It's called Sukkot. We are going to find out what that is. Because we need to. I've been talking to you. I spoke to you about alignment some months ago. And the Lord said, you understand it fine. But for you to arrive and to get to a place of completion, there's an alignment that is needed with regards to time. Which is what he's doing now and he's going to be doing that. When you begin to align yourselves with regards to time and seasons in the spirit, then something is going to happen, something amazing even to your people. Because we know that the first alignment happens in Matthew 6. I've always spoken to you about that. What is in heaven must be on earth, right, family? That which appears in the heavens must appear down here. To the extent that if what I see does not agree with what I know is, is supposed to be my promise and my inheritance, I resist what I see through intercession and through prayer. Because I want everything to be in line with my preordained purpose. We're not that part of the alignment. And we use prayer and intercession and warfare to get rid of that which the enemy is introducing into my finances. I want alignment. But God says, that is fine. But there is another dimension of aligning yourself with the things and the activities that I expect you to be engaged in on earth. If you would, when you decide to do so, you will find that I am ready for you. Hallelujah. Numbers one, all this takes place in particular and specific months and days, all these feasts according to God's calendar. So I want you to know as we sit down this afternoon that all of us, we are working outside of God's calendar. We are misaligned. Out, I am misaligned. You, we, we have to understand that, that there is a spiritual schedule in which particular activities should happen. We, we must know that. 
Because when you know that, you will be something. There's something that begins to work in your spirit, but I am not aligned properly. There are things I am missing out on. All I know is just we go to church on Sunday and just have just have a celebration there. And then we see ourselves midweek. Then again, on, that's all we know. Then we have some programs, evangelism and all. But we are misaligned. How do I am misaligned? One thing we must pray concerning this, before we leave this afternoon, is the issue of alignment. We must be aligned. So there are divine seasons and moments where windows are open and you must be there. You and your family, you must be there. Show up. Show up when God expects to see you. God looks for us. He does not find us. And then that gives principalities and powers a legal right to refuse us entry into certain things when the season of that particular thing is over. And we don't get to benefit to the fullest what we're supposed to benefit. The church of Jesus Christ must be aligned. Must be aligned. Must be aligned. He tells them, this shall be the beginning of months for you. Leave them for you. Leave them with their January. January. How many of you were born in January? I was born in May. I was born in January. 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 Lindo. All right. Now, there's nothing wrong with being born in January. No, I must, my, my ministry is, I see, I bring balance. I bring balance. The pendulum must swing and then it must balance in the middle. It's not extremes, no. There's nothing wrong with being born in February in any month. It's just with the system we're born in. Amen. But it, it's also necessary that you understand what each month represents. You must know the history of the month and the months that we use to conduct our activities in the earth. When you know those things, I pray that there's something in your spirit that will cause you to hasten to align yourself with the divine calendar. Because it's in that calendar where things begin to shift. And don't worry about this. We are born in this. Our IDs have this. That's fine. But this Gregorian calendar should not determine the trajectory of our lives and destiny. It's here for convenience sake. We find our, in our way around the earth, you know, because that's what they know, the rest of them. But with regards to destiny and purpose, we are going to align ourselves with the calendar of God. And things will begin to shift and move forward. So January, Roman God Janus, Janus, Janus. 
Unkulu Wamaroma Janus. The God of gates and doorways. So they named January after that Roman God. February is a Roman festival of purification called February. February. It's a Roman festival of purification, of course, based on some God. It's all it's all about gods. So the false gods. Much named after Mars, Roman god of war. April, it's Aprilis in Roman. To open just like flowers do in spring, it's a goddess of love. It's Aprilis. It's a goddess. As plain as one can see, Baba, they are collecting the young Aprilis. He's operating within the system. And that's what the enemy wanted. And they look at us from the heavens, these principalities, and they laugh at us. They mock us. May, named after the Greek goddess Maya, it's called the Great One. June, Roman goddess Juno or Junius, the god of marriage and childbirth. Those who wanted to get married and those who wanted to give birth to kids, they went to that god and sacrificed certain things and, and then they were sponsored. The child was sponsored to them. Everything that the enemy gives you, it's sponsored, whether it's wealth or whatever it is. July, named after Julius Caesar of Rome. In actual fact, Julius Caesar changed the calendar. He changed it himself and he inserted his own name in the calendar. August, it's Augustus Caesar, the first emperor of Rome. He did the same thing. He tempered with the calendar so that his name could appear. That's the system in which we operate. Now, the Hebrews operate outside that system. Because everything is revealed to God in heaven. He would not allow for his people to be subjected to such chaos and nonsense. God's di dictating terms and seasons to them. Now, September, October, November, and December, they are named after Roman numbers, seven, eight, nine, and 10. Because we original calendar, Yama Roma, September was the seventh month. October was the eighth month. November was the ninth month, and December was the 10th month. So the entire system, Astangenuki, we astrology, not astronomy. We astrology. We're not talking yet about umay. Then it's about horoscopes. There's another sermon. What does that do? What what does that seek to do to, to human beings on the planet? What is the voice behind those things? The twins of Gemini in my month. 
May. Who are those twins? Who are those voices speaking? And people will ask you, what is your, what is your horoscope? And you begin to shape your life and plan according to the voices of a horoscope. That's what they want. That's what they want you to be preoccupied with. We are operating outside, out, we are misaligned. We are off the grid. We're not connected at all. Jesus, help your church. Lord, help your people. Now, Uncle Uncle follows his own calendar family. Almighty God follows his own calendar. God in heaven does not plan according to Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar. It does not plan according to, to, to August and, and, and July. It does not plan according to that. He's got his own calendar. So naturally, I want you to know, because I don't want you to leave this place confused. Naturally, we follow the Gregorian calendar, January to December. That's fine. Celebrate your birthday. Mine is on the 24th of May. Like, hey, that's fine. That does nothing to me in terms of my destiny. There are things when we do, I was explaining to my wife in the morning, there are things when we do according to our calendar, they, they mean nothing. But what shifts things, what we must know and begin to operate in spiritually is the calendar of heaven and the seasons that God has ordained according to those seven feasts that we must begin to plug in and begin to flow with God. Hallelujah. Spiritually, we must begin to locate ourselves within the time that God has created in his system, in his kingdom. He says, this month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. To you. We lost our first. How do we lost our first? God told them, this will be your first. And they held on to their first. They hold on. They're still holding on today. They held on to their first. We lost our first. Imagine if you lose your first, what happens to your rest? When God says, I want you to begin here and start walking. If you miss that first place where you're supposed to start and begin walking, your entire walk is out of line. We lost our first. And when we lost our first man spiritually, we also lost everything that God considers first. Ying Akama call, we have a problem. 
Because the only first thing we know is the first day of the week called Sunday. Amakolo emshabeni, they are connecting to that one only. Sunday. There are things, family, there is a principle in the Bible, there is a law of first things. Out of the law of first things, it's a law in the, in the, in the scriptures. The law of first things. For instance, there is a law of seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The law of first things. Now, because we lost the first thing, we, we began incorrectly. We are misaligned every other first thing. We don't understand because we are all over the place. We do not, are not able to locate ourselves in God as we are supposed to. Because we are misplaced. We are misaligned. We have no revelation. Anything that God calls first, it confuses us. Law of firsts, first things. There's first and great commandment. First and great command. There are things which God considers first. But the first of the first is the first month in the spirit. God says, begin here and begin to walk with me. And every other first, we begin to engage with it properly. The Bible says, first be reconciled with your neighbor and go offer your gift. There are these firsts in the Bible. We are not able to connect with them and they are profound in what they are able to do in the life of a believer. Because we lost our first over there and every other first thing, every other thing we're supposed to prioritize and place first. For us, it comes third, it comes fourth, it comes fifth. Because we are living in a different time zone, spirit, altogether. So everything is messed up. We, we are sustained by the grace of God. As misaligned as we are, God sustains us by his mercy and by his grace. Knowing fully well that we are off the grid, we are misplaced and misaligned. It's not Jesus. Songs of Father, Pastor One. Jesus, our Passover, died in the first month of Nisan. He dealt with us. He considered, considered us first. God did not delay. He scheduled our redemption first. 
in the month of Nisan, Jesus is crucified. The Passover takes place in the first month. In God's scheduling, he puts man first. He puts the redemption of man first. He puts the forgiveness of our sin first. Because if he says to you, this shall be the first month, it is because to him, it is the first month. So what does he decide to do first? Lamb is slaughtered. Jesus dies first. The first month. Not in the third month. Not in the fourth month. Not in the fifth month. That's how precious you are. That when the first activity God fed should happen first in his schedule in heaven. In the timeline is heaven. It's something that's going to rescue the human race. So the, the, the Passover lamb was slaughtered in the first month. First months. First. This was what was meant to benefit you and I. Who Jesus, as the Lamb of God, lies at the threshold of the beginnings. Eka's like the first month is full of the blood of Jesus, so that the rest of the month must hambaguzo. They are footprints of the blood of the lamb on the soles of our feet. He considered us slaughtered. His own son allowed for him to be crucified on the cross for the sake of the human race first. So in the heart of God, our salvation is first. It's first. First Corinthians 5, 7 says, For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. The death of Jesus is at the entry point of all human activity. So when you want to understand, if you want to understand what is in the heart of the Father concerning the human race, look at what he did first according to his schedule for mankind. Me now, I was going to postpone Ugu Fagua Levi, no more Joshua, no more Wednesday. 10th month. No. You are going first. Go. And the Bible says he was crucified on the cross. He was wounded for our transgressions. God prioritized us. Gave him first. Month of Nisan. Not any other month. Month of Nisan. So the calendar of God begins with the death of his son for you and I. What is your first family? 
What is our first? Is he first to us? Is God first to us? Is God first in our priorities? I, I know Christians, I, I know Bazalwan, we like we like to talk. We are good here. I see your state, you know, we love our status is um, um, amazing. Where is God, family? Seriously, where is God in our lives? What is first? What is first in our lives? What, what do we prioritize? How do we prioritize Him? The fact that you are here today, I honor you. You know, there are people who come even to a house of God like this because they, there was nothing else in, on their program to do. We only obey God when we have exhausted certain options. I want you to know that in the heart of the Father, you come first. You come first. Out, I come first. I come first. Stand to your feet, family. Thank you, Jesus. Stand on your feet, please. Oh, Jesus. Father, we pray for... We want to be aligned in Kolonkolonia. We want to be aligned with you. We want to work within the timeline of heaven. And I pray for your people in this place. In the name of Jesus. That Father, you'll begin to cause a fire to burn in us. That even as I was ministering this afternoon, there is a birthing in their hearts. There is a birthing in their spirit. In Jesus' name. Just pray with me for a minute. Just, just pray. Just, just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you right now. Just pray in tongues. Those of you can just pray in other tongues. I sense there's something that the Lord wants us to do. Jesus. Let me hear you pray, Bazaar. Let me hear you pray. I know you pray at home. You pray everywhere. Just pray. Don't struggle to pray, especially at church. Lori Larabo Shantelare Lora Ribibo Setelaria Undria Moslemin. Rushla Ribondria Setelaria Osiete. Mola Ribaba Shatalara Rababo Setelere Ribibisia. Lorondo Robo Shite Rebelere Lora Rababo Siatai. Morebeke Shitelere Ribibisiata. Come on, pray with me, Bazelwan. As you pray, let there be a shifting. Let there be an alignment that takes place in Jesus' name. Lori Bashma. Mome Rebeke Shitelere Rebibosia. Rababa Shatelaria, Loria Mondrius. Rishelere Bibosia Tea. Lara Baba Shatelere Bibosia Tea. Monde Rebebe Shitelere Rababosia. 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Morabash de la Rindrosler, Bebesia. Let the blood of Jesus be seen on us. La Rabashatare, Bolarilorabosetea. Just do this, family, for, for about five, just three minutes. I want you to leave your position where you are, other than Mamuspia, probably not Tengan. Just walk around this building. Just walk, leave where you are. Just, those who are over there, move this side. Just move around this like this. Just begin to pray. In Jesus' name. Did you hear what I said? I said, those who are over here, just move this way. Those who are over there, just move that way. Just begin to pray. Just pray. Lori Lara Ramosh Delarian. In Jesus' name. Jesus, as, as you walk, family, just pray this prayer. Lord, align me. Align my family. Hey, Nana. Lori Larabusha, Telariandorius. I want everybody to walk around. So I want you to engage. It's a, it's a, it's a prophetic gesture. Align us, so God. Align us as individuals. Align us as couples. Align us as families. Align us as a ministry. Align us, so God. We don't want to miss out any longer, but we want to be connected fully to your divine purpose. Where's Mom G? Mom G, just come and pray here. TT, just take care of this. Um, in case something happens, Lori Lara Rababo Shatelaria Moma Rebebe Shatelaria Doria Santelaria Setea. Why don't you come and just close, just close for us and just wrap it up for us? In Jesus' name. Jesus. Father, align us, align us, oh God. Align my children. Align my family. Yes. Align my life. Align me to your times. Yes, Lord. Align me to your seasons. Glory, Jesus. Father, we are standing at the crossroads. We are standing at the crossroads. Even as you commanded Jeremiah and to tell the children of Israel to stand in the ways 
and to see and to ask for the old paths, to ask for the old ways, to ask for the ancient paths. Yes, Father, Lord. we are standing at the Jesus. crossroads of our lives. We are asking for you Lord to reveal to us the ancient times. Align us to your times. Align us to your seasons. Father, so that we may find rest. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
Because even during now, the Passover, there, there is a harvest that comes with the season. So those who understand will bring their first fruit for that season. They tell the season, I am present. I am present for everything that is going to flow in this season. I told the kids yesterday, guys, we're not going to eat bread for the next seven days. We are not going to eat living bread. We are going to fast anything that is living. So we're going to buy matzah bread. What are we doing in the physical? To engage the things of the spirit. We are remembering who Christ was in Yemen. He was, he is our unliving bread. That is why he is able to give. So for the next seven days, we, this is our first day. We're not eating living. Amen. If you want to join us on that fast, join us. You're welcome. We'll teach more, Bazalwani, so that we may begin to engage. So, Father. I pray that the word and the teaching that has been released today, the anointing that is present here, it begins to deliver us. Deliver us from the system of the world. Deliver us from the system, the demonic systems, Father. Deliver us, deliver our children for even having dependency over the times and the seasons and the system that the enemy has established. So, Father, for, I thank you for the word that is powerful today. We may give Bazalwane in Jesus' name. that you bless the sower you bless the sower one with seed and you also give them bread to eat in the name of Jesus we thank you that you deal with all the wells that are shut up to the sower you open the wells to the sower you heal the land so that fruit may come forth in the name of Jesus Amen Bless you, Bazalwan. Bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. And may the Lord give you peace. Hallelujah.